I just want to say we lied to our listeners. I said that it was our last episode of 2022. Little did they know they're getting a bonus episode. We didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, surprise to us. We are so spontaneous. <laughs> we're so fun. We're always doing activities and like interesting things. Like we're just constantly surprising Three, ourselves. Three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> cheers. Um, okay, on spontaneity. Yes. <laughs> Let me pour you a thick glass of champs first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are these what are are these wine glasses or what glasses are these? They're like whiskey glasses. Okay, Some, see I didn't know that. I don't, know. I don't know what they really are. No, they're like cocktail glasses. Okay. Sorry to everybody who's gonna be offended. Oh, if know. you're gonna be offended by that, then like I think you're listening to the wrong podcast <laughs> and also get a life. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even here. Freak. There's probably <laughs> wow. We're not gonna have any listens. Just roasting like our entire audience. <laughs> our it's... entire audience of like seven people. Just like hypo, like just this is hypothetical freaks who listen who care about like. Oh, that's not a champagne flute. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> don't care. Don't know. Okay. <laughs> One thing I would Cheers. like to know, note for our listeners, is that in January, um, we are publishing a dry January episode, which we planned one year in advance for y'all. Like, <laughs> we did, you guys, a solid, we did dry January last January, we're publishing that episode this January, so you should be, like, drinking your last bottle of champagne w- along with this episode. Yeah. In preparation to follow along with our January podcast. Yeah, sorry. If you have, to, if you're going to listen to a podcast episode about dry January, you also have to be you doing... You have to be doing it. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, no, no spoilers on that episode. No, but if you are doing it, um, now can be your opportunity to get that last bottle in. Do you think you'll do it again this year? I'm not sure. I'm, I did like, well, I, no spoilers. <laughs> I would comment on whether I would do it or not, but that would include spoilers. Oh, okay. See, well, it was like a whole year ago that we recorded, so mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I'm TBD on if I'm going to do it. Okay, me too. I'll probably make up my mind, like, January 15th. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it this year. You're I like, have 15 have more I days. Have I this year, Nat? Yeah, no, I guess we'll just do the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Okay, there was something funny that I was going to mention. Um, okay, I just want to... Um, Maggie, I've seen you every day this weekend. I know. We're Friday, truly, Saturday, we're truly Sunday. blessed in our friendship right now. Honestly, go forth and prosper. Um, cut that out. I was going to say that we were very brave. On Friday night, we mm-hmm. went to a Taylor Swift dance party with mm-hmm. some of our hardcore Swifty friends. Mm-hmm. We survived. Mm-hmm. Um... We no thrived. I would say we thrived. I okay. Did anyone there? I don't think anyone there cried though. We no one. Well, during probably all too well ten minute version, probably everybody cried. Yikes! But no one in our group. I don't think. Definitely not in our group. Um, want to talk about your hair dyeing? What did I do with my hair? You got it. <laughs> you got it analyzed in a laboratory. Oh yeah. So I um, okay. I don't know. If any other people out there have tried Nutrafol, but they aggressively advertise on Instagram. They are like a hair care supplement. I just have fine hair and I'm just like, I'll do anything to see what I can do to, you know, make my, my, my thin, my thin slash fine hair ladies out there will empathize, but it's like, you're always trying different things, right? Mm-hmm. And I, um, got Nutrafol cause like my dermatologist basically t- told me it was very hit or miss, like, 
people who it works for there's not enough scientific research on it but people who it works for it like works for really well Mm. and then it's sort of like either works super well or doesn't work at all so I was like great I'll try it well I kind of noticed a little bit of change and I just thought like this is probably placebo it's relatively expensive this is not worth my time whatever so I went to go cancel it and they were like no 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 no. we will do a hair diagnostic on you for free which Danielle astutely pointed out is typically used for murder victims yeah just Maggie's alive (laughs) yeah just clarifying um so they did do it for me and I looked up like is this a sham you know like what's the deal can you do hair diagnostics like I don't know anything about it um you can use it and it is sort of helpful there's mixed research on like how helpful it is but it's not like it's like pseudoscience or anything Mm -hmm. um it basically can tell you what is in your hair but it can't tell you exactly why that's happening so Mm -hmm. for example one of the things it showed was that over the last it like literally takes your hair and says like what is like your hair made of and it's supposed to have this certain balance of everything and it has like different sections on the results of like heavy metals which would indicate that i'm like breathing in lead in my house or whatever thankfully those were all green then there's a section that's nutrition and then there's like a stress processing hormone section and like a couple other things and i learned that i process stress well because none of the things that would indicate that i process it poorly are like physiologically built up in my system so Thanks to the podcast, because I've been doing all these things to manage my stress. Mm. It's also, I should note, that they basically say that the results are an indicator of the last two to four years. Interesting. So So it's not just like a snapshot of the last like month or so. It's like, no, like consistently your body manages stress well. Yeah, because that's how your hair, long your hair grows until it basically like falls out. Um, So like each strand will grow for about two to four years before it like detaches from your head and says... I'm done. Didn't know that. <laughs> the point is that um, what indication, no dangerous metals or toxins, great. Um, second section was around nutrition. It sounds like I'm a little low in protein and calcium, which I kind of knew about myself, and it's also unclear, or like the doctor was basically like, it could be that you have trouble processing existing amounts, or it could be that you're not eating enough. So he like just told me a couple of things I could do to support absorption. And then the last section was, like, the stress thing that I just talked about. And then there was, like, a final section, which is not notable. So that's what I learned. So thanks, Nutrafol. Uh, They should sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is not sponsored. Um, Yeah. I love that I clarify that as if anyone thought that we were sponsored. But um, anyway, they – I don't – I don't know. I probably still won't use it because I don't think that the – I kind of feel like the solution was, like, Yes, it's very clear in this diagnostic that the problem is not that Nutrafol is going to, like, cure yeah. the problem. So right. I think I'll still cancel it, but it was very interesting. I think it's just stuff like that. It's all, like, I didn't even, it wouldn't even occur to me that, like, oh, what what secrets do my hair, what is my hair? I know. Her hair is full of secrets. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what else can I learn about my body It's interesting diagnostics, you know? Like, the only thing I have to compare would be, I guess it was a year and a half ago by now, I was seeing a holistic doctor, and I was trying to get my period back on track. Like, she just wanted me to do this, um, I can't remember what it's, it's called a Dutch test, like a dried urine 
Okay. Something, something, hormone, whatever. And basically you dehydrate yourself for kind of 24 hours because they want your pee to get like as concentrated as possible. And then you like pee on like a little slip of paper and then you let it dry. You do that four times within, uh, yeah, 24 hours and then you send it into the lab and then it just tells you like here's what's going on according to your pee like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what like you have too much estrogen or you have an androgen imbalance or whatever and I honestly like you know this about me but like I am constantly drinking water I'm always thirsty I'm well hydrated and that there's no way that you're dehydrated it never and like that test was torture and like you have to get one before you go to bed and I don't know for my my fellow shower peers out there. Sometimes you just pee in the shower without even thinking about it, mm-hmm. and so I really, would. But I believe you. Are you okay? Put a pin in that. Yeah. So I, 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 I like peed in the shower, and then I was like, no, <laughs> that was my pee. Because I was just like, I need to get it. And, like, you're not supposed to drink, like, a ton of water. Mm -hmm. Like, you're – it's, like, Mm -hmm. this is bare bones. So – but anyway, I was able to – I think I did pee again before I went to sleep that night, and it was fine. But – so are you not – are you a shower peer or no? I'm not. I don't think it's gross. I don't know if that's, like, a hot debate or something. I'm sure some people are like, that's so crazy. I don't think that's gross. I just don't do it. I don't know why I don't do it. I certainly wouldn't do it without thinking – I'm sure I have done it in my life. It is not something I, like, practice, you know? Okay. It grosses me out, but I do it anyway. (laughs) What what grosses you out about it? Like, you're washing your body. If I've already washed my body and I pee in the shower, I'm going to, like... Rewash. A little bit, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's valid. I don't want pee dripping down my leg and then, like, not wash it. Right. Um, I guess it's, I don't know, just like conceptually it kind of grosses. Because, like, this is a place where I come to get clean, and it, it feels like counterintuitive to like pee here even though it's like going down the drain yeah that makes sense but I I don't know that's like yeah I think that is you're psychologically it doesn't make sense to pee where you're getting clean yeah yeah but I again obviously germaphobe speaking like it doesn't gross me out enough that I don't do it clearly I think I could stand to be more of a germaphobe than I am to be honest with you I really I mean would you be better off for it or I don't know I, I, sometimes people, I'm surprised by the things that people think should be cleaner. Tell me more about that. Because I've never, no one has ever come to me and said, like, I wish I were more of a germaphobe. Well, I just don't think, like, I don't know. I just don't think most things are gross. Like, um, I do like things to be clean. And by that, I mean, like, tidy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I like things to be picked up. I like my space to be clean. I don't think that I'm, I don't need to, like, you know, Clorox everything, though. Sure, yeah. Or, like, it doesn't gross me out to share food with people or, like, straws with people or drinks or whatever. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, go barefoot places. I, I don't know, like, what grosses people out. And as you can see, I'm also struggling to figure out what grosses people out. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I guess I just grew up in a dirty household. I don't know. I'm not... I, I <laughs> will say that I think where it, it really matters, I do... Obviously, I'm not like, oh, whatever about COVID or like, you know, 
uh, I take it really seriously when people have like new babies or like I, sure. I am not like psychotic. Right. No, no, I know. I know you're not like a, a mess that you're completely, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I think I could maybe stand to care more. I don't know. Huh. I, I think this was a COVID thing, but like I have gone into like a disinfecting routine with my phone. Okay. Um, I, I mean, okay, here's my threshold. Like, so there's that. Um, I absolutely will not eat anything. It's rare that I eat before, like, washing or, like, germexing my hands. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing for me. But other than that, I don't know. It's not like I go to, like, I don't lay awake at night thinking about, like, the microbes living on my doorknobs. You know what I mean? I know. But you know what I fucking hate is whenever you remember that there's bugs, like, on your head living in your body yeah not like like i mean what growing out what of if, your eyelashes sorry, what if i was like thought it was normal to never have lice on no i know what you mean like yeah like the microscopic or whenever you see dust mite because i have a dust mite allergy as per probably most people but Whenever you look at, like, the casings you can put on your mattress or whatever that are for dust mites, they always have a huge dust mite, like, on the thing. I don't want to see that. They are disgusting looking. It's terrifying. I believe that. They are terrifying looking. So for this episode, (laughs) Mm -hmm. here's the bonus that you guys are receiving for free. (laughs) (laughs) It's all free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is that we are going to do, we are going to play this card game. Yeah. It's called... Where Should We Begin? Where Should We Begin? It's created by Esther Perel, who is a psychologist who got famous for this, like, TED Talk she did about um, sex and then she... And, like, sensuality and stuff. And then she's written a bunch of research. Uh, She wrote this famous book called Mating in Captivity. Which, have you read? I read it when it first came out a long time ago. I haven't read it. Um, I think that at this point in 2022, mm. a lot of the themes from that book have become sort of like popularized, and so it may not be as groundbreaking as it was at that point. Okay. It was good, though. Okay. Those, her second book was about why people cheat. Uh-huh. I found less compelling. Okay. Um, Mating in te- Captivity was pretty good. Her TED Talk was really good, even though I've made fun of TED Talks on Absolutely. the podcast before. Yep. Refer to the tarot uh, card episode. Yeah, no, we, bullet journal bullet episode. Bullet journaling. We tore through TED Talks, but mm. hers is pretty good, so I guess I'm a hypocrite. Um, but she is just also a very interesting person. She she made this card game called Where Should We Begin? And it is a card game that is designed to be like allow groups of people or couples or friends to get closer. And so we decided for this episode we're going to do the game throughout mm. the episode um and then we're going to like also recap our year yeah in the spirit of friendship and introspection How, do you ever play these games where you do like cards and their prompts and stuff like do you ever play other ones not really i mean we own this game yeah but Guy and i have never played it okay. <laughs> but not 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 super often i'm not a big game person yeah but so i Came upon. I don't know what they're. Call, I don't know what to call this genre of game. It's like card prompts that ask like interesting questions about your life. You usually play them with like a romantic partner, a friend. The first time I came across this, it was a project that was a YouTube series called The And. Hmm. So it's the and then like brackets and then and. 
Um, and it was a series of like card game, like vulnerability cards. And they were couples that either knew each other or di- I think some of them didn't. Some of them were strangers, and they would just, like, read the prompts and answer the questions. Mm. Um, And it was, like, it kind of blew up, and then they did a second series. They had some of the couples back. They did, like, friendships. They had a bunch of different things. And then they, like, made a card game after that. The other way that I got introduced to this sort of, like, concept was this New York Times article called 38 Questions. Um, And if you Google it, it's basically... It's some kind of, like, scientific research that resulted in 38... I think it's research that resulted in, like, 38 questions that are the fastest way to get to know a stranger. Cool. But it's, like, romantically, sort of. So it's designed for, like, a first date or something. And, like you were, and so a lot, a bunch of people... They just, like, published all the questions. So yeah. you... It starts at, like, the highest level, then it gets, like, more specific. And I think... I don't know. I've, like, done them with Kayla, but I don't yeah. know. Like, I've never... Well, you and I, we've both been with our partners for, like, what, like, eight, seven years or something? Yeah. So it's, like, when you're with someone for that long, you kind of, or if you've been friends with someone for that long, it's, like, you're very comfortable with each other, Mm -hmm. you you know each other very well, but it's, like, sometimes you need, just need a pointed question to, like, get a conversation started that's kind of unexpected, so I feel like it's fun. I don't know. This is also not an ad for this game. (laughs) No, it's not. Um, But I think, so we got, I got this game. Um, There's a bunch of these. So that, there started to sort of be like this trend with these games. And then this woman's like actually a psychologist. So I think it's interesting. So it's supposed to be designed, like you can play it with friends, but there's also like a group aspect. So you can play it with like a group, um, which I think would be fun. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's it. So we're going to do, we have seven cards we're gonna do one we'll each do one and then we're gonna spend some time recapping like our year and then we'll move on to the next one mm-hmm. yeah this is this is let's take so this good. is fun this is end of year this is like us drinking drinking champagne yeah <laughs> are you okay. ready yeah you go first wait no we should look at them at the same time oh, okay, okay, okay okay and then we'll each pick one yes oh my gosh <laughs> one of these cuts straight to the heart Oh, gosh. I think I'm going to... This is scary. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So, let me know when you want more champs, by the way. Okay. Okay. If... So, this card reads... So, again, chose from seven. Um, The card that I chose reads... Sorry, I'm spinning everywhere. (laughs) If I could change something about the way I was raised, it would be... Dot, dot, dot. Mm. Um, okay, I feel like my parents were extremely strict and, like, like very high expectations and, like, this is right, this is wrong, like, very black and white. And I just feel, or I wish that I would have been raised, like, apparently there are, like, two types of parents, which this is something I heard, like, when I was in college, so it's been a while, but, like... One type of parent is, like, I'm just going to plant these seeds and, like, nurture them and just see what happens. And whatever comes up, um, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. cool, you you were more liberal. Great. You're more conservative. Also awesome. Um, I don't know. For example. And then there's, like, most parents, I think probably, like, 75% that are very much, like, we're going to indoctrinate you like this is this is kind of the way to be like just mm-hmm. more like rigid and like 
you need to like fulfill these expectations. So yeah, I wish my parents would have been more of like the former. Um, like I kind of just wish that I was more appreciated for the person that I was and was like given more freedom mm-hmm. to kind of grow into like, yeah, just like more of my natural self than like, this is the road you need to follow. Yeah. And if you fall off it, then like, sorry, babe, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cut oh, off. <laughs> no, I never got cut off in, in summary, just like, I wish I were raised in a home that was more like just open-minded mm. and more free thinking and less rigid, I would say. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like you are very open and free-spirited and free-thinking. Wow. Interesting. You know, I feel like you're like, I do feel that. Like, I would would say that that is like a core personality trait that I associate with you. Huh. I think, thank you. That makes me feel (laughs) not crazy. Um, That's cool. I like that. I feel like the way that it's it's kind of impacted me is that I've like I I mean I've probably said it on the podcast before like recovering people pleaser Mm because if it's like if you're always trying to fall in line with like the expectations that have been set and trying to meet other people where they're at I mean I have definitely had patterns of like I think emotionally like making assumptions about what other people want and need from me Mm. and then like just the mental gymnastics of that and like contorting myself in those positions to like make others happy like Mm. I think it it probably externally like yeah like free-flowing but Mm -hmm. internally I'm just like I'm it's a thing that I'm working on so I don't know yeah but thanks for saying that yeah yeah love it yeah first one down people Mm -hmm. my prompt says I finally have some clarity about First of all, I love that this prompt says some clarity. It's like really hedging its bet. I mean, it's like one hundred percent clarity. Like that's that's a tall order. Okay, in this case though, I do feel that, and it's about having kids. When I was, uh, well, I just I don't know. I've always felt like I didn't know if I want to have kids, but I never felt very much uh, like I was like I guess I'll just know that in the future I think in my brain I was like I guess I'll know if I want to have kids in the future and I didn't really spend a lot of time researching it or like weighing the pros and cons or I just didn't spend very much energy on like that question you know yeah um for some reason it didn't like stress me out that much I probably should credit my parents with that because they don't like constantly pressure me about whether I'm gonna have kids which I think a lot of my and my in-laws don't either, and I feel like a lot of people are in that position of, like, their families do pressure them about that. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I just was like, oh, I guess I'll, like, think about that in the future. And then, like, last year, I was literally just, like, getting on a plane, and I was sitting in my seat. There's nothing was happening that was significant at all. And I was just sitting there, and I was looking at the window, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I do definitely want to have kids. And that was, it was just like, you clear. Know, it was just very clear. And there's nothing, nothing. <laughs> I haven't been like, I haven't really been introspecting. So maybe this is a message to people that like, you don't always have to introspect to come to the right conclusion. I don't know. I mean, or there's no right conclusion in that scenario. I just mean, 
Um, sometimes, like, letting things be, I guess, will just, you know, you'll just figure it out. And I just, that's something I just had clarity on. It was just a moment of clarity. And I will say about myself, once I know something about that, like, how I feel, I don't ever change. You don't waffle? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. What's that like? (laughs) Well, I mean, I, whenever I'm waffling, it's because I'm not sure. Yeah. Or, well, I guess that's obvious. Whenever I'm waffling, it's because I haven't come to the end. I got it. You know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's my story. Sometimes it just, like, hits you unexpectedly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was, interesting, that's something that we've kind of been talking about here and there. Like, growing up, I always just, like, assumed that I would have kids because it's just, like, I don't know, just, like, the culture I grew up in. Once I got to the age where it was just, like, okay, like, I'm stable, I'm in a committed relationship, like, this is the time to have kids, then all of a sudden it was just like, but is that what I want? And Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, if anyone listening is struggling with this, um, talking to our therapist about it, um, my husband and I, like, in a couples therapy session, and she was just like, no, like, you're thinking about this very logically, but, like, whether or not you want to have kids, like, that's not, like, a rational, logical decision. That's an emotional, irrational decision. Yeah. So, like, that to me was really clarifying of, like, okay, like, yeah, of course, like, rationally, like, it doesn't make any sense to have kids at all. Like, I can't think of any rational reason to have children. But, like, emotionally, like, if I think of what do I want, like, in 20 years, like, what does my life look like? Then, like, I can think, like, emotionally. And I feel like that was really helpful. Yeah. So, anyway... Love All of that is to say is that I'm freezing my eggs soon. <laughs> Love that. We're gonna do we're gonna do an episode about that for Stay sure. Tuned. Um yeah. okay. That was number one. Mm-hmm. So one down. In terms of how the year has gone, we have done so many episodes. Do you wanna read them off? Like yeah. so many episodes. So okay. To me. <laughs> Sensory deprivation tank. Yep. Aromatherapy. This yep. is the order they were released in, by the way chronotypes, bullet journaling, life coaching, and then most recently our tarot card episode came out. Are there any that you have continued with? Um, well, I'm looking at my bullet journal right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've definitely, um, I wouldn't say it's like as daily as a practice. Like there were a couple times that I was traveling and I just got kind of knocked out of my routine Mm -hmm. but like I've definitely kept up with like bullet journaling um I am keeping up with life coaching love that yeah I'm meeting with um Olivia tomorrow actually um so yeah I'd say like those are like the two main things that I've been continuing okay I feel like tarot cards and aromatherapy for me that's not like a daily practice but it's like when I have like when I think of it when I have the opportunity like I'll use those things but like in terms of like a very intentional kind of practice like um, life coaching and as of now life coaching and then bullet journaling for sure keeping that up for like both of those is there something about continuing them that has been has like changed since we last talked about it or what has kept you going I didn't know this until I started bullet journaling but like if I put a task in my phone or in my outlook calendar for work I'm way less likely to complete it than if I am to write it down so interesting yeah so like at the beginning of each day I'm just like okay I'm gonna take five minutes and just write down like what am I prioritizing 
And that definitely helps me, like, especially with work, that definitely helps me kind of center and focus on what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely like the impetus or what motivated me to keep going with that. Um, and then life coaching. I mean, I felt like I was kind of like, I probably would have been happy start like stopping where I had ended with Olivia, Mm -hmm. which if you guys haven't listened to the life coaching episode, like you definitely need to go back and listen to it. I've had people just like reaching out to me separately. Like, Oh my gosh, Olivia is great. Like, I love how she frames things and definitely just felt like I would have more. I would have, I would get more benefit out of it. And then I had a lot more work to do kind of in those areas Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, like, if we want to talk about recap, like, I've listened to a few of our past episodes, and, like, there are several episodes where Maggie is, like, I just want to, like, be perfect. I just want to, like, 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 be a better public speaker. And then my issue is that, like, I don't know who I am, and also I don't have any confidence. (laughs) Like, your concerns are, like, professional, and mine are, like, I don't know who I am. Okay, that's, oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant specifically public speaking has come up. And I oh, like, oh, I mean, like, professional concerns okay. and, like, am I okay as a person <laughs> concerns. That's very, very true. Um, I would say that I have, yeah, it's interesting that that is a theme. That's probably true for me. Well, great, great. But that's where you've been in the past year, and that's where I've been in the past year. Yes, like, emotionally, so mentally. True. So yeah. that makes sense. I it is so interesting doing a podcast in what you learn about yourself, even listening back to yourself speaking and, and like the episodes and what comes up through the different topics. Like I feel like podcasting has in itself been like a wellness practice, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like sometimes like even in the editing process, like I'll think, Oh, I say like every five seconds and I'll like be hard on myself and criticize that. And then I'm, I just think I don't need to, like life is hard enough. I don't need to <laughs> be criticizing myself for like my speech patterns. So even that is just like a practice and uh-huh. just being compassionate. And I don't know. Yeah. It's been a big learning experience in that way, I would say. It has. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do our second. Okay. I'll you go, go first. first. Something I pretended to know more about than I actually do. Okay, everything. Mm. So I was homeschooled until high school, and that meant that I knew nothing about, like, um, I don't know, <laughs> lots of things. And so my first year of high school, I just spent the entire year, like, pretending that I had done things that I had never done. Like you were Katie Heron from Mean Girls. <laughs> I wish. Um, at least she, like, got a cool, like, study abroad. Or, like, she was, like, doing cool things in Africa or whatever she was doing. But, um, no, I fully lived in the U.S. of A. And should have known many cultural things I didn't know. So, anyway, I went to high school. And there was just, like, a lot of firsts that I would just pretend I had already done. I still remember the first time, this is actually not in ninth grade, but um, the first time that I ever drank alcohol, like for obviously, you know, you like taste your parents like beer or wine or something when you're little, but like, yeah. no, like actually like, yeah, 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 drank with someone. 
I was over at someone's house and they were doing they were doing shots uh-huh. of five o'clock, which is literally I think that it's a vodka. I think it costs like seven dollars. I've or never something. heard of like, it. Like it's like it's the lowest grade vodka you could ever imagine. It's always the lowest grade vodka. Of course, at a like, high well, school however party, they could have like gotten a, f- a hold of. Yeah, and I didn't know like you know obviously this is disgust like doing a shot of vodka anyways like who does like shots of vodka but okay so I didn't I was just like oh yeah I've like drank before you know so I was like did like a shot and was like I guess I'll just pretend this tastes good and was like you were like sipping it. <laughs> You... No, no, I, like, took the shot. Okay. But I just was, like, pretend it tastes good, pretend it good, you know? So, anyway, there's a lot of moments like that for me, like, pretending that I knew what brands were or what TV shows were or, like, what music was. And I was just, like, constantly, like, fake it till you make it. Like, <laughs> But that's how life is. I guess. And so that's my pretending that I know something I didn't know, like, you were you a freshman yeah okay I had that experience but I was a senior (laughs) um very much a late bloomer also taking like shots of like the cheapest vodka Mm -hmm. um I think a quote from that night from me was I love everywhere (laughs) (laughs) that's like the best drip quote ever Shout out to Churro, Mauricio, Roberto, Megan, and Kayla. Sorry you had to deal with my drunk ass. Um, but yeah, that is, yeah, it's just the cheapest vodka. That's how it goes when you're a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I just remember, like, now it's like, of course, like, I didn't, I'm like, you know, you didn't have to do that. But when I was younger, it was just like, I don't know, maybe it's embarrassing. When you're 14, people actually do, do decide if they want to be your friend based on, like, which TV shows you've watched. Yeah. So I was, like, faking that I had watched entire, like, seasons of, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever was popular. And you I hadn't? OC or something. Oh, no. I hadn't at all. Maggie, that show is great. You need to watch all the seasons. Yeah, when I was, like, I don't know. I think, like, once I started having more access to TV, I, like, caught up on some of that stuff. Wow. But it was, like, in the moment. Um, I don't remember what was popular when I was 14. Probably more like the OC or something. Yeah. So I would be like, oh, yeah, 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 the OC. And it was just like, I was like making up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Okay. That was such a thing. Like, it sure was. Misha Barton. Yeah. Shout out, I guess. I don't Where know. is she these days? Okay. Um, okay. What's yours? Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, oh, I forgot. I totally forgotten that I picked this card five minutes ago. Um, my latest crush is oh. dot dot dot. Um, okay. So a week ago, I have been working remotely since March 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, working in my house, I should say. Before that, um, I would go into an office which was um like on like a, a client site. Mm-hmm. My, our client was the state of Texas. Um, there's no joy in working for the government. So like the only perks we had at the office were like coffee, which was shitty. So I never drank it. Mm. Um, recently I discovered that like we do have office space downtown and it kind of functions as like a, like just like a co-working space. Like as long as you're an employee, you can work there. It doesn't matter like what your project is. And, um, anyway, so like went in there for the first time and I was like, there is cold brew kombucha on tap oh my god there are there's essential oil diffusers um this is the place for me and anyway so 
I am now a downtown office girly sometimes. I love that. We love that. And my latest crush, to answer the question, that was just background, is um, there's a cute little IT guy. <gasps> yeah. Oh. He wears these cute little tortoise shell glasses. Aww. He's definitely married. So am I. But um, Wait, do you know about him because you have a lot of IT problems? <laughs> well, I've only been in there twice. Okay, but twice have been like a week. The first time I went there was because I had an IT problem. Okay. And then he wasn't there. And then the second time I went there, he was there. And I was like, what's the Wi-Fi password? Or, like, can I borrow a keyboard? Um, So, like, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just need to borrow a a key. I will need to borrow a keyboard every time I go. So That's a pretty good meet-cute, even though you guys won't ever be together. It's cute that you have a crush on him. I'll find out his name one of these days. Yeah, and then we'll drop it on the pod. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Trevor. Yeah, I know. I was going to (laughs) say. Okay. I'll find out his name. But, yeah. Yeah, Love that for you. Mm. Okay, we'll check up on that crush later. Cool. Um, Okay, my things that I have continued. Um, My number one thing that I have continued is, I would say, aromatherapy. I really... I really, I think that I had done it before the episode that we did. Then I, through the episode, kind of discovered I really like it. And um, I was using it already. And then when I started using it more, like, intentionally, I realized, like, I really just love, I think I have a sensitive nose. Hmm. Um, And I just, uh think that I get a lot out of scents and so now I use it a lot more like I'll use um I got these little like eucalyptus things for the shower mm-hmm. and so whenever the steam kind of like halfway melts them it smells like eucalyptus in my shower I've done that before and like I haven't really noticed a eucalyptus smell but maybe I don't have a, a sensitive nose I'm talking about they're sort of like they almost look like bath bombs oh okay so we not- got like yeah. Fresh eucalyptus. I had wanted to do that, so it's good to know that that's maybe doesn't have the effect I want. I'm talking about basically it, it almost looks like a bath bomb and it's like a little brick. Okay. And as the as it collects moisture, it sort of like releases into the air. Huh. And so it's really as it steams up the shower, it, you know, mm-hmm. makes my shower smell good. And I just I also have switched to a shampoo and that um, smells really good and like I just realized I really am into scents, and it really has a, a effect on my mood. So I yeah. continued with that. It, you know, it's not anything like deeper than that, but it is helpful to have these like rituals that are attached to like certain scents, and it does kind of affect how how I feel. Like it's refreshing to have eucalyptus smell in my shower. And it's Interesting. Like, um, I think I had said this before when we were doing the podcast, but like. It's very soothing to me to smell peppermint when I have a migraine or mm-hmm. um, there's just certain things that make me feel better. I've, I've burned candles more often. I work from home and, like, I've burned candles more often, like, during work hours. And I don't know why I wasn't doing that before, 
I guess because I'm used to working in an office where right. that is not a thing, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and I just love it. So yeah. that's probably the biggest thing. I was just going to say, uh, come to my office. Yeah, I should just sneak into your office. We have essential oil diffusers. Yeah, you have QIT guys and essential oil diffusers. Yeah. So that's probably the number one thing. And then um, the other one is bullet journaling for me as well. But it, I very much focus it on... Things, habits that I want, like habit tracking, mood tracking, the things that I like really got value out of. Um, and it's been, for me, like, just kept me on track on a lot yeah. of things where it's not, it's not that, it's just like, you know, you hold too many things in your mind and yeah. if you don't, for me, if I don't organize them, I don't always prioritize them. So it's sort of like where you're, it helps me like figure out where my energy is going. Yeah. No, that's really good. I would agree. So those are the couple of things I've tried to continue successfully. Cool. I want to do tarot cards again, but like you said, it's not something that I do every day. That's the thing. It, to me, that's not like a daily sort of yeah thing. Yeah. Um, I would say I fell off the bandwagon of sensory deprivation tanks and <laughs> chronotypes the fastest. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would say for, like, tarot cards, life coaching, not that they're in the same category, but those two things um, that we've done so far, I would do for specific things. Like Exactly. For life coaching, I would do it if I was, like, I have this isolated thing that I want to spend X amount of time developing sure. rather than just, like, an ongoing thing. Yeah. And I feel the same way <laughs> for different reasons about tarot cards. Sure. Um, that it's, like, oh, I would do it. You know, yeah, about a specific thing. But. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Should we okay. do seven more? Yeah. Um, so this is this card reads a kink I don't understand. <laughs> dot dot dot. The first thing that came to mind is like feet. <gasps> okay. I mean, I'm not like this is. I'm being very clear. I'm not kink shaming, but sure. it's just like I I don't I just don't understand. Yeah. To me, it's like. It's just, like, another body part. Like, to me, there's just nothing sexual about feet at all. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that people get off on that. I'm glad people can make money. Yeah, like, it's not problematic. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. So, there is a... There's, like, a word for things that are problematic that are, like... Uh, sexual things that are problematic and then there's like another word for things where it's like basically kinks where it's like not problematic yeah and that's one of them where it's just like it's just like a weird it's yeah I think the word is like kink like I mean well but that could that's like no I know I know there's like a different I can't remember there's like an actual technical term for it but another one like that that I don't understand is um, like latex there are people who get super turned on by a person who is just like head to toe including like their face completely immersed in like latex that's super tight and that's like it that's the whole thing and I don't understand like it's uh, why would I care like it's not a problem it's just like I don't don't understand it it. yeah guess it just makes us not into it (laughs) like there are certain kinks that like, I, I definitely can understand, like, oh, cool, like, that's not my thing, but I can see how, like, that power differential would be, like, a turn-on, but, like, sure. yeah, just, like, 
Like a body part. Or yeah. like, I'm going to like take a shit on your face. <laughs> like, I all, I cannot understand Sorry, that. Aren't you a germaphobe? I feel like. I am. <laughs> that, to be very clear, that's not one of the things I was referencing when I said I should be less of a germaphobe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, let's be clear. Yeah. But, it, I, uh, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah. can't wrap my, I can't. I don't know if this is true, but, like, I had a friend who her cousin was just walking down the street, and this guy came up to her and was like, I'll pay you $200 to take a shit on my chest. And she did. Hmm. So, I don't know. Again, don't know if that's true. Like, this was, this is information from 2011. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, I could be misremembering, but, like, I'm pretty sure, like, that that was a story that was told to me. And I just can't, I just cannot imagine getting turned on by that. Yeah, that's just, I mean, me either. Objectively, no. I'll go. I'll even go out on a limb and say I don't understand most kinks. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like if you aren't into it, you probably don't really understand it. Yeah, a lot of the time. Like there had to have been something like somewhere down the line, like when you like in those formative years. It's gotta be some yeah. some wires got crossed. It's gotta be like because I don't know what else to attribute it to, but just something happened like. It's mm-hmm. it's primitive. Like something happened at some point mm-hmm. that those things got deeply, deeply tied together. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Um, okay, my most irrational fear is my most irrational fear, and I'll say it's most irrational because one that comes up for me is like I have some amount of flight anxiety, but I don't actually think that's like. The most irrational one no. because you could get into a plane accident. The most irrational fear that I have uh-huh. is sprouted vegetables. So the thing that makes me the most like I like if I oh my I can't even like think about it too hard and I wish I'm not exaggerating like it really is hard for me to picture like when potatoes <laughs> okay. Sprout. When potatoes sprout, uh-huh. I it I hate it. I hate it. I don't. It, there's probably called something like you know how when people have a fear of like holes. holes. Or whatever? I was just thinking that it, there's probably something that describes what I'm, I'm feeling. sure. I I cannot stand it. I have had experiences one time. One time I I was living alone and I opened up my cupboard and I did not realize there was going to be potatoes in there and I had left them for a while like I didn't remember that I had them in there sure and they were so sprouted and it took me I mean it would it took me 20 minutes to get up my nerve to take a um like a bag and I was like gagging the whole time and I like (laughs) I did not know this about you I would like shove them into the bag and Uh then like I, like, made a plan in my head. I was like, how, how fast can I do this? I used something where I didn't have to touch it, so I used, like, the longest spatula I had to, like, shove them in the bag, and I, like, sprinted out of my house and dumped them into the garbage. I, 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 I hate it. Wow, I that, I'm sure that's a phobia. Like, that has to be, there's something that be. speaks, I'm sure. It has to be. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but I just, it's, it's uh, something uh, about, I will tell you, the amount that I can tell you is that it's something about the fact that it's something that I'm looking at 
that I expect to be one way, and then it's it's like surprising to me. It's like it's it's acting in a way it shouldn't or something. So it's like you know it should be a potato that I could eat, and it is all of a sudden something that I don't expect that looks like it could be dangerous to me. I mean, if you if you especially if you're not expecting it, but like if you look at a sprouted potato like it looks like it's alien yes like it's weird yes and I think that by definition you're not expecting it because if I was expect like you don't expect you don't usually intentionally leave food to become sprouted so right anytime you're looking at it it's almost always that you don't expect it Okay, so I've Googled it. Okay. Um, okay, so the, the very first, this is from www.insider.com. Oh, yeah. Trust um, the source. Sh- I don't know. Um, the first thing that came up is, uh, okay, now we're going to do, is this disturbing to you? Um, kind of, yeah. Okay, it's so, sorry, 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 okay. sorry. Trigger <laughs> warning. Sorry, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> this is exposure <laughs> therapy. I showed Maggie a picture of a sprouted <laughs> strawberry, which I've never seen. I've never seen that, actually. It's not on the level. It's absolutely not on the level. The potato is the worst one I can imagine, but that is something I don't want to ever see. Okay. Like, it's not on the level of a sprouted potato, for sure. This is breaking news. This is <laughs> this is real time. This is... um. So, the picture... This picture that I just showed Maggie of a sprouted strawberry disturbs some people due to a phenomenon called trypophobia, which is a fear of clusters of holes. So, so I don't think that's it, though. So I so I understand. I think that, that I am not afraid of... Uh, there's other things that are grouped in with that that, I'm not, that I don't have any reaction to. Interesting. Well, I... Uh, the other <laughs> option is that you have... Lacanophobia, okay. which is an irrational fear of vegetables, but that doesn't speak to <laughs> that doesn't speak to how sprouted they no, are. Who have that, but not me. Um, I huh. I don't know. I think so. I have this fear or this reaction somewhat to mold as well. Okay. I attribute it to some kind of fear of like it's dangerous to me or toxic in some way. Probably uh-huh. is what I'm experiencing. And it's, it's like, I thought this thing was safe and it might harm me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like something like that. It, it has to be something, it has to come from a primitive it, totally. place. And um, I feel like it's a, adjacent, if it's not the same thing as, it's at least adjacent to, like, the fear of, like, the holes, like, this, like a sponge. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's probably routing from the same yeah. root fear. Interesting. Anyway, that's what it is. Um, that's my most irrational fear. Huh. Okay, speaking of irrational things, mm-hmm. well, maybe not the, it's maybe not irrational, but what are the things, are there any of the things that we've tried so far that you would never do again? Um, I don't want to say that I would never do a sensory deprivation tank ever again. Like, if someone was like, here's a gift card to a sensory deprivation tank, like, I would do it, but I'm not sure that I would go out of my way and, like, spend money and time to like do that necessarily yeah i got an you advertisement know. for one today really buy one get one free baby hey they also look so much more luxury than the ones that we did but i don't know if that was a front you know what i'm saying like i'm not sure you never know you never know what you're getting with those babies no 
Um, okay. What about yeah. you? What would you never do ever again? I thought that the dumbest one that we did was chronotypes. Yeah. Even though it's sort of based in science and, like, I think it was just mostly I just didn't get much out of it. And I was just like, yeah, do a sleep schedule. Like, right. Like, I just, Same. I don't know. I would never become ritualistic about chronotypes. No. Yeah. I think we're aligned I on that I want to get point. eight hours of, like, I want to get enough sleep. And yeah. that's obvious but like yeah I would say like I I'm not like um what's the word like I'm not married to that like kind of schedule or that idea but like since then it's definitely given me more freedom to think about how like I didn't I only got six hours of sleep and that's okay like maybe that's all my body needs and um I feel like it definitely helped me in that way, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, regimented about, like, okay, between 10 and 11.30 a.m., I'm going to – that's my busy work, or, like, you know, or I I'm going to – I do want you to identify as a dolphin more often, though. Do I identify as a dolphin more? Not – no, just about the same. Like <laughs> – I mean, I take I take all manner of things to help me sleep. Like I'm just like sedating myself, so I don't even know what my natural state is anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. I I, I do still identify as dolphin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think my mom's a bear. Yeah, I'm a bear. Is that the one that like society is like built off of? I think so. Yeah. I like that one because Paddington's a bear, and I like Paddington so. <laughs> Your coat that you wore today reminds me of Paddington Bear. There we go. Samesies. Samesies. It's cute. It, it has, her. like, the toggle. Yeah. Or what are they called? A duffel coat. Yeah. Okay. Me and Paddington. If you guys haven't watched that movie, I just, it's, it is the, the like, recent, more, like, CGI Paddington that came out. Uh-huh. It is the one of the most soothing things that I can think of. It's so cute. It's very pleasant. You'll just come out on the other side with happiness. So I recommend it. I feel like I at some point in time I watched it like on a plane or yeah, like it's a perfect bus or for something. A plane. It's per- one of the nineteen hour plane bus rides that you do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, actually, that is a good lead in to one of my potential next cards. Okay, let's do our next one. Hold on, our next card. Yeah. Do you mind if I go to the back? This is my next card. A risk I took that changed my life. Um, I hate saying this, but, like, I, I mean, I think I was, like, 26 or 25 or something, and I quit my job, and then I traveled for a year. Um, I would say that definitely changed my life. Um. Wait, why would you feel bad about saying that? Because it's, like, a lot of people talk about studying abroad or something. I, I don't know, well, I feel, it feels, like, really indulgent to be able to, to, like, quit your job and just like backpack for a year and I'm extremely aware that that is like I'm coming from a privileged position and um like there were several factors that got me to that point like I didn't take have to take out college loans that I was worried about and stuff like that so um like so I don't know I would be hesitant to like talk about it because of those kinds of reasons but um I don't know I I think in that year that I was traveling, um, I was mostly in South America and Europe and a little bit in Asia and saw a friend in Australia before I went home. Um, I just learned a lot about 
like being self-sufficient and yeah. I feel like that was very important and big for me. And I guess since then, like if I'm trying to like accomplish a really big goal, I'll approach it the same way, which is when I was like preparing for that trip, I would just like, okay, what do I need to accomplish? And then, I mean, it's just like goal setting. Like, I guess it taught me a lot about being self-sufficient mm -hmm. and independent and goal setting. And I mean, like looking back, there are kind of things that I wish I would have done differently. Like I feel now I'm, a, I'm way more aware of like what it means to be like an ethical tourist. Sure. Like, I don't know that I was like, unethical but like I probably could have been more this sounds like this is oh, this is such a complicated topic but like I I don't know that I was like disrespectful but I probably could have done more things to be more like okay it, now that I'm in this community am I how can I like like decrease my footprint or like the yeah. harm that I'm doing or like if I'm going to do this volunteer opportunity like is this really what the community needs like is this beneficial like how do we know that like yes this is what they want this is what they need or is this just something that's going to make me feel good so right. like I feel like in retrospect there are things I would have done differently yeah but um I'd say like yeah like as far as inward journeys go like that was that was pretty, that was a game changer. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We that was just... a whole episode on that one time because we both took a year off. That's right. At different points in our lives. So maybe we can do an episode in the future on <gasps> what, what taking a life, taking a life off, that'd be great. A sabbatical. Taking a year off, what that has done for Yeah. Us. Interesting. I, well, I kind of think about it and I feel like if I were to do that now versus... I did it when I was um, 26 to 27 years old, and I'm 34 now. I feel like if I were to do it now, it would be so different. Like, yeah. I I just remember in retrospect, like, I, I was just really angry because, like, I feel like I had all these emotions that had nowhere to go, and, like, I didn't even know why I had them or what they yeah. were about. And then when I got home, I was just, like, just extremely upset at everything and I feel like now I could kind of like pinpoint better like where those things are coming from and like separate it a mm -hmm. little bit better and I don't know it was just I was just younger you know yeah totally but it's hard to do something like that when you're when you're older so that's kind of I don't know that's how the chips fall sometimes love it but yeah okay mine is mm -hmm. something I grew up thinking was normal but later found out wasn't ooh there's so many things like this, uh -huh. um, but one of them for me is, I was debating between two, but I'll say, um, when I was younger, we would, we only had one bathroom in the house, and I was well aware that wasn't normal because all my friends had more than one bathroom, and we had to share a bathroom between five people. Sure. Super annoying, especially when we were all teenagers. Mm -hmm. It was two siblings, and like, you know, it's not, neither... I don't know if that has impacts how quickly or how minimally I spend time on my appearance, but mm -hmm. I certainly was not, like, spending an hour in the bathroom every morning getting ready. Anyway, um, and 
anyway, I, when I was younger, like really little, we would take baths and then my mom <laughs> would heat up towels in the oven. <gasps> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know you grew up in a spa. <laughs> and she would come and give us an oven heated towel when we got out of the bathtub. Every night? I don't think every night, but, like, in the winter. And I don't know if we took baths every single night. You know when you're little and you, like, don't always take baths every night or whatever? Sure. So uh, it was certainly, like, on the coldest nights. And I think maybe it was, like, a treat. I don't – I have, like, vague memories of how often this happened. First of all, is that not a fire hazard? (laughs) It is, but I'm going to say it's (laughs) worth it. Second of all, like, it's – I still have the smell of – what that smelled like burned into my brain and it actually smelled good it sort of smelled like toasty yeah it's sort of smelled like when things like come out of the dryer and they're so hot but not like the dryer sheet smell um yes please Mm -hmm. uh and i just yeah this is good uh just toasty roasty and i just remember snuggling up in that hot towel and you know my parents were I don't know what category exactly they fit into, but we'll say probably like squarely middle class in the nineties. Sure. And um I think that they compensated for I don't know, things that they wish they could have given us with like things like that. You know, it's like they put a lot of care into taking care of us and that's like one example. And it is kind of funny to think about now because it's so over the top and it's also kinda like um, I think probably it's a fire hazard. It's like, how did she even think of doing that? But, um, but you know, it's still like such a core memory of my parents caring about us. That's so kind. Yeah. Like I'm blown away by like, it's not necessary, but it's just like, I thought of this and I did it and I don't know. It's just like a nice little, little, little touch. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, that's really special. I know. I, well, okay, the first thought that came to mind was there's a 30 Rock episode where Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon, she, it's like a throwaway line, but she says that she likes to put her tampons in the refrigerator (laughs) because sometimes you just want to feel a little refreshed. Wait, that's so good. I know. And did you, did you, like, millions of people try it after that? I mean, probably, maybe. I would love to look that up. There's a lot of good, like, Liz Lemonisms where it's just like, listen, sometimes you just want to have sex with your blazer on. <laughs> Which is like, what? Like, Tina, so are you good. okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but, um. I've never yeah. watched 30 Rock, but I should. Um, but, no, I mean, the reason I actually brought that memory up is because, it's something that I feel like I didn't mean it as mostly like I didn't mean it as like oh I thought it was normal that everyone's parents care about them so much it turns out my parents care about me way more I meant it more as like it's kind of such a it's so weird that they did like it's such a weird thing to do I want to know how they thought of it I mean listen okay you've been to an emergency room before yeah one of the best parts is they bring you a blanket and it's like heated okay one time mm-hmm. story time yeah when I was 21, uh-huh. I ended up in the emergency room, mm-hmm. um, partly because my boyfriend at the time, I think, was sort of a hypochondriac. He overreacted to the fact that I was drunk. I didn't even have that much to drink, but I just got super sick, and I was, like, you know, upset about it and was, like, throwing up and stuff. And anyway, he called me. He called 
um, you know, an ambulance, uh-huh. and the ambulance arrived, and they were like, do you need to go to the hospital? And my response was like, you tell me, bitch, like, you're the professionals, like, isn't it your job to, like, figure out if I need to go to the emergency room? I mean, yeah. Which, like, if I was that coherent, no one should have been taking me to the ER. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I right. I was, like, giving them, like, attitude about the fact that they were, like, <laughs> being jerks to me. Okay, listen, you didn't call them. So you didn't ask like, that. So they were, like, well, whatever, like, legally you have to say... And then I was like, okay, sure. If you, if my boyfriend was so concerned about me that he called an ambulance and you guys are here, like, I might as well go because, like, what else? I'm going to say no. Like, maybe I'm way more drunk than I think I am. Again, <laughs> higher level reasoning would tell you I'm probably fine. Yeah. So they take me to the emergency room, but it was freezing outside. Absolutely not. And so they give me a weighted, heated blanket. Say no more. I, it was the best experience of my life. They're, like, wheeling me out on a stretcher and the heated, weighted blanket. My face is cold. Mm-hmm. I was in heaven. Mm-hmm. Best experience of my life. No notes. Yeah, I believe that. 21st birthday, can't top it. Shout out to the ex who called the ambulance to make that happen. Yes, thank you. 21st thank you. birthday? That was your birthday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't top it. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. But you have a weighted blanket. You just need to throw it in that's, the oven from time to time. That started my love for weighted blankets. See, I didn't even know they existed probably till I met you. Yeah, and then I'm like, since that experience had been on the hunt for, I was Googling hospital blankets, and turns out <laughs> I just need a weighted blanket. <laughs> I think, okay, I think your parents created a monster. That's true, they did. Like, your expectations for blanket, for towels and blankets were elevated since That's you were so, a child. Okay, you know what, Janet, mm. if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> Shout out to Janet. <laughs> the burden you have placed on society to take care of me is high. <laughs> Listen, like, it's just, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, it's not that high. It's not that, it's fine. Whatever, we'll it's see. Okay. Talk to you in 10 years. You yeah. Tell me. That's amazing. What a kind, that's just a great pleasure, I think. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, on to our next thing. So we've done, we're recap of the episodes we've done. We've gotten through what we love the most, mm-hmm. what we could abandon. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your <clears throat> sort of like conception of health, wellness, self-care changed over this experience yeah okay I've been thinking about this for quite some time and I think personally again like gonna tie this back to my upbringing like I feel like well okay two parts I don't know I didn't I don't think that my parents this is probably not uncommon but I don't think that they modeled like self-care very well Mm -hmm. um like, I didn't really see them investing in themselves. And I don't know if that was, like, a generational thing or a or parents thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I feel like it's, for me, it's, like, very recent where I'm just, like, oh, I'm going to, like, invest in myself, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, I'm going to take that class. Or, I mean, previously I feel like my way of investing in myself was – travel and I mean I still very much highly believe in that but um 
my budget and my lifestyle does not allow me to do that on like a super regular basis. So like in the meantime, I'm like, okay, but how can I explore new ways to be creative or how can I take care of myself when I'm, I don't know, run down or whatever, Mm -hmm. or just, just trying new things. Like, I feel like that is, I don't know, that has been like doing this podcast has been helpful for me in that way of just Mm -hmm. like, Try something new. Maybe you're not going to like it. Maybe you know that going into it. But, like, just try it. Maybe you'll be surprised. I often process things internally, and then I, like, speak about them once I, like, already know how I feel, you know? Wow. And. (laughs) Me? Like, I need to, like, survey. I need to survey (gasps) ten people. Like, how would you feel about this? And then I decide (laughs) how I feel about something. I, like, I don't love. I don't. When I have an experience, I don't really care this or historically have not cared how other people have felt about similar experiences. I just care about how I feel about it. Yeah. Not out of a place of selfishness, but out of a place of like what what am I gonna okay, if other people haven't found this useful but what I but I do or other people are better at doing this thing than I am, like who care like what is that? What do I gain from that? All I care about, and I think this might be a little bit of a product of homeschooling because I never had people to compare myself to. So it was never wow. like, where am I in the experience? It was always just like, what do I know? What do I not know? And how can I know more? Is sort of like how, you know, my life was. Yeah. So I kind of think it like comes from that. So what that has ended up as in myself is I often sort of process internally and then I start, start talking about it when I'm you know, 70% of the way there. Or what, I, like, I'm sort of close to how I already know how I right, feel. Right, right, right. Or, like, whatever it is. And obviously, my friends influence me. My partner influences me. Like, it's not like I'm, <laughs> and it's not like I'm just, like, living on an island. Mm-hmm. It's more yeah. that I, like, want the first iteration to be, like, just inside. And I think this experience has made me more interested in, or, like, offered me an avenue to talk about things, um... No, when I'm when I don't know my thoughts yet, you know, or like they're like sort of past yeah, because it's like you don't you might not know how you feel about something, but it's like we're recording tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. I haven't done it long huh. enough to like have like a, a super insightful response or something like that. Right. I've also had a lot of people, you know, people reach out to us when we publish these episodes, and I've had different friends who have experiences with some of the things we've talked about or have reactions like it's strongly in one way or another or even some of the other things we talk about on the podcast that aren't even related to the thing we're trying right and it's like given me an avenue to have a lot of conversations with people that I wouldn't otherwise have maybe yeah so I've loved that cool um and yeah I think it's been also really in like a meta way this is the second time I've said meta on this podcast. That's which is fine. Unplanned. Um, in like a, a different way, it has given me a way to have like a strong hobby that is somewhat creative and interesting and like something I do regularly that is me creating something versus right. me being entertained or receiving Consuming. something. Consuming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. Mm-hmm. And I've loved it just as like the activity in and of itself. That has felt to me like self-care, you know? It's totally. To yeah. Just, like, I agree. You know, it's pretty low pressure. Yeah. We're not like trying to like, you know, 
change the world. Exactly. And it's just fun and something we do. I know it's coming up every, you know, month or six weeks or whatever. And it's something that I feel like has given me energy to do, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that this morning, well, we were like texting throughout the day and we were just like, are we going to record today? Like, I don't know. I'm really low energy. And we're just, like, having this great conversation. I know. Look at us go. Yeah. The proof, the proof is in the pudding or whatever. Yeah. The, the proof is in the pod. The proof is in the pod. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. Yeah. Merch. Merch. That's amazing. Okay. My card reads, at a party, you'll find me dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um... <laughs> I love to meet new people at parties. Um, I'm very, I'd say I'm pretty extroverted and it's gotten me in trouble before. When I go to a party with my husband, he'll be like, please don't abandon me. Because <laughs> um, I'll just like forget about him and like walk away and just like, I want to talk to that person and that person and that person. Um, most recently, my party thing has been to like, I have, this is a, this is a tip. If you... For anyone who gets nervous about, like, striking up conversations with people at parties or whatever, I just, like, have a list of party questions in my phone Mm -hmm. where it's, like, what's the most boomer, like, trait about you? Mm -hmm. Or what's the most Republican trait about you? Or, um, et cetera. And sometimes that can backfire, but (laughs) normal. (laughs) Why would you say that? (laughs) One time... At like a wedding, it was like um like a welcome event for a wedding. I asked like a guy who, um, we had mutual friends, but I'd never met him before, and so I was just like, "Nice to meet you. What's your most Republican trait?" And he was mm-hmm. like, "Well, I don't think capitalism's that bad." And I was like, "Okay, I mean, so I don't know. It's just like you. I feel like there are definitely some softballs you can throw to people. Um, maybe you don't start with that one, just depending what circle you're in." Um, I tend to run in like Democrat circles, I think. Um, so I don't know. So that can be fun, but yeah, I feel like you can probably find me getting a drink or like trying to meet a new person is where you'll find me at a party. That makes sense for you. You are a social butterfly to mm-hmm. that degree. You're mm-hmm. very good. You always something about Danielle. <laughs> if you are ever in a room with her and there's a new person, that person will be included because Danielle is very good at. Asking new people questions, getting people talking. You're just really good at that part. That's kind. You are. Thanks. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. It shows. I would say, well, thank you. I would say, like, one thing is this is, I'm, I think it kind of stems from, like, like a love of, like, the novel. So Mm -hmm. if I, like, I'll meet someone and, like, kind of get a vibe and then I'm just like, okay, cool, on to the next. And then they're like, wait, I thought we were friends. And I'm like, no, I'm just like getting a vibe. <laughs> but so I feel like, uh, sorry, if you've talked to me recently in a party, I'm not like discarding you, but it's like, I, I it's like. I don't know that, I mean, parties are not like to tell your entire life story. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like parties are like, yeah, you're going to like chat. And, but I, I think like. I'm just saying in a group setting, you know, usually you're not going to spend an hour talking about one person's entire life, but yeah, you are the person who usually instigates, like, people, you know, talking about themselves, and that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, On to you. Okay. Mine. If you want to make my skin crawl, tease me about. So most of these, I'm a strong believer in 
if you're teasing me about something that I think is dumb, I think that says more about you than me. But <gasps> examples? <laughs> oh, just anything. Like one random one is like people often make fun of the fact that I n- not often, but like okay, it's happened. Uh-huh. Um, love to talk shit on people who own BMWs, and I just think that's like ridiculous. Like if you care about the reputation of people who drive certain types of cars then like you're focusing on their like it's it's like a thing I just don't even I can't even make it make myself care about it yeah but one that is makes me my skin crawl is when people comment on like or seem to care about like how you eat food or what foods you eat it is insane and I feel like it's something that I used to be a vegetarian and people were obsessed with that like they would be like why are you a vegetarian like what i never talked about it like other than other than having to say it in certain out settings, of necessity right? yeah, yeah like you say like oh what's on your vegetarian menu like yeah. those kind of things right but, like i never like talked about it and people would re- talk about it as if i did talk about it all the time. right yeah i also remember um people uh, there was like a time in my life when i worked at facebook where like at lunchtime everyone's like eating lunch together and at lunchtime I like went through this spurt where I just like really liked Greek yogurt sure and so I was like eating Greek yogurt for lunch like all the time and the amount of times that people commented on that was so weird to me huh and I I don't think I'm like a super weird eater but Mm -hmm. I also really bothers me when I'm in there are some spaces I've been in before where people get really picky about whatever cuisine they grew up eating, mm-hmm. they're like, that's not how you eat that thing. And they get, like, super snobby about it. I, it, it annoys me so much. Yeah. Maybe this is more of a pet peeve than making my skin crawl. I don't know. We'll go to... with it for this practice this yeah, exercise. But, like, I just think you should be able to eat whatever you want. And why does, I think it's fine to, like, ask people, like, about their eating habits. Right. To be clear. Yeah. But that's not the energy that people are coming with. And yeah. I think it's so, so weird to me. Yeah. And it's like, why do you care? I don't know. Well, it's just so personal. And like yeah. literally what I eat, unless I'm eating your, unless you're like a cannibal, it's right. like, it doesn't, it literally doesn't affect you. That's exactly what I'm, that's exactly the point. It's like, it doesn't affect you. I really bothers me when people have a set of rules that they decide that other people have to live by that have literally no effect to them. And I think you can take that to the extreme. Like, I think there's things that people think don't affect other people but actually do. Eating is not one of them. Right. (laughs) For the most part. I guess you could argue with eating meat and being vegan. Like, you could argue. I think that's probably the, the most ground you have to stand on is that if people eat meat, it does affect other people. Yeah. But, like, I just, it's wild to me. That yeah. It's wild to me that people like to comment on other people's eating habits. I feel, well, okay, first of all, I for, I knew that you used to be veg, but I kind of had forgotten about that. When? How long? I was vegetarian from 2007, maybe, or six, I think seven, to, like, 2000. Nine or ten, it's a little fuzzy to me. Three or four years, uh-huh. um, and when I was vegetarian, I was basically living in Michigan. And at the time, 
it was hard to like be eating healthy and eating vegetarian. The options are like grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, like yeah. it just wasn't good. And in in Michigan, it's a lot of like there's a lot of things where there's just like little pieces of meat in things. Like you don't need to have you know, but you don't need to have spaghetti sauce with meat in it. But they would just like have it or like lots of things that could have been vegetarian that yeah. were just made with meat in them. Yeah. So it felt like I was always like left in a situation where I couldn't eat with other people. Right. And it just became too much. Um, now it would be easy. Yeah. You know. I kind of forgot that about myself. Like I was vegetarian until 2015 and that feels like a different lifetime ago. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I, yes, to that point, like, one time I went to a wedding, it was somewhere in Missouri, and, like, there was bacon in everything except the bread. Like, in right. the salad, and the green right. beans, and the mashed right. potatoes. Right. Things and I was just like, like, you're trying to make this have meat in it. Like, yeah. this does not need meat. You're going yeah. out of your way. Like, yes, it makes it more delicious, but, like, oh, is this necessary? Mm. Um, okay. Huh. Interesting. I feel like, like, I have... I mean, more recently, I've just, even if I, I mean, I've been way more cognizant of just like, even if I, if, even if it's something that I perceive as positive, like, do I need to see, say that about someone's body? Mm-hmm. And I feel like eating, like eating habits, yeah, like it could be that same trajectory as yeah. like, even if it's something positive, like maybe people are just going to be more like, cognizant or aware of like or hit to the fact of just like maybe I just don't need to comment on that you know it always feels loaded to me so yes. you know if someone's just interested like what are you eating like it's pretty clear when someone's just asking because they're like interested yeah you know like if you're just like eating something they're like oh that looks like a good salad or like oh uh you know that's no issues there yeah it's that it often feels like a loaded question where it's like I'm like, what am I walking into? I feel like I'm walking into a landmine answering yeah. this. You yeah. like clearly have a lot of feelings about this that I don't, you right. know? Right, yeah. Well, like, I, I don't know. Like, when you're kind of talking about it, I just imagine that it might stem from people's, like, insecurity or, like, they don't know what to say in certain, like, social situations. So, like, they go with, like, yeah, the, like, superficial kind of, I don't know. I would say largely a lot of teasing does come from insecurity. Some yeah. of it is affectionate, yeah. but uh, I certainly tease people in an affectionate way who it's more of, like, an expression of, I know that person well, or, like, yeah, you know? It's contextual. But a lot of teasing, I do think, is... Insecurity. Most insecurities and projections, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it boils down to those two things. We solved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, on that note... No notes for 2022. We solved it all. No need to come back. <laughs> Just well, kidding. 2023, what yeah. are you looking forward to? I think, do we say, like, do we want to talk about what is something, like, one concept or, like, word that you're sure. focusing on that you want to kind of, like, define your next year going forward? Yeah. Hmm. My word for next year is balance. Hmm. I am looking forward to, in 2023, you know, there's all these different parts of yourself, like spiritual, uh, uh, you know, emotional, physical, professional, psychological, like whatever. There's like a lot of different parts of yourself and I'm looking forward to more balance in different areas of my life yeah. because 
this year I think that I didn't have space for a lot of things and so I prioritized a couple of things and sometimes you need to do that right it, yeah. it benefits you to do a couple of things and do them well and blah 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 but I think this year I'm looking forward to like nourishing kind of all sides of my my being mm-hmm. so I would say balance is mine it's good yeah I don't, I can't, I mean, in true Libra fashion, I cannot decide on what my one word would be. Um, I don't know. I Like, like inward came up or like acceptance came up. Like, mm-hmm. I guess just speaking on those themes of like, um, okay, like I, I don't, let's start with, okay, I'll go, I'll go inward. Like, I feel like in a lot of different areas of my life, I'll kind of like look to external sources of just like, what do I need to do? Or how do I need to feel? Or like, how should I feel about myself? And I think like, it kind of feels like my task uh, going forward in the immediate future is just like, okay, being okay with like who I am and who I show up and what do I want and Mm -hmm. how do I like make decisions and go forward and operate based on those things as opposed to like looking outward kind of um yeah i love it this was our first look back episode so i think it's a good practice i don't have so usually in the new year i do like a look forward practice that um is yoga girl this like woman that has branded herself as yoga girl which is like a dumb (laughs) a dumb brand but her content is really great. And she has this one podcast that she does at the end of each year that's like a intention setting for twenty, you know, 2023 or whatever year it is. And I usually do that. But I kind of like looking backwards, too. Yeah. It's kind of a fun exercise. Well, I feel like, I mean, I've never, until recently, I've never been the type of person that has, like, really bought into, like, New Year's resolutions. But, like, mm-hmm. I definitely like to have their be, like, kind of an inflection point inflection point Mm -hmm. where I'm looking back and then just kind of yeah introspecting and reminiscing and then okay what did I learn that's great what do I want to do better what am I looking to gain and I think it's I don't know it's just a good practice to be introspective and pause more yeah we're gonna pause more right as opposed to just being reactive I don't know yeah well I hope that everybody had a good 2022 and we will be here in 2023 that's right we've renewed ourselves for another season (laughs) um check out our dry january episode coming soon dry january check it out it's gonna be a good one Mm -hmm. um and we recorded it one year ago so many things last year were different in our lives but it was it's fun it's actually fun So maybe we'll do another one this year. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) TBD on Dry Jam. Um, We've got January and February lined up, and we'll see you guys in the new year. Um, Hope that everybody's New York Eve is amazing. Hey. Happy New Year. We can't help ourselves. (laughs) We did it. So much fun. Look at us go. That's, I think maybe that's my favorite episode of just like minimal preparation. Yeah. Cool.